Hey everyone, this is Kim Lloyd from KimLloydFitness.com and you're listening to Start Where You Are, the podcast dedicated to helping you get from the knowing to the doing. In this very short episode, I set out to answer the question that was posed to me, which is, can you reverse the effects of muscle loss and bone density decline as you age? If you like what you hear, by all means, please give us a follow and leave us a review on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 2.5 of the Start Where You Are podcast. And yes, you heard that correctly. I said 2.5. I'm calling this a podcast short, kind of like you have movie shorts, which are too short to be feature films. So uh, that's what I'm going with here. But the reason that I wanted to do a mini episode before the next full episode is that I got a great question from our last episode, and I wanted to take a minute to answer that. So in the last podcast, my co-host Sudan and her and I talked about the benefits of strength training. And one of the topics we addressed specifically was sarcopenia and osteoporosis. So as a reminder, if you didn't listen to that episode, sarcopenia is age-related muscle loss. So typically, there is a 3 to 5% loss in muscle mass each decade starting at the age of 30. And so even though it can start that early, oftentimes, depending on your background with, uh, depending on genetics, depending on injury history, depending on uh, illness history, you might not start to experience those, uh, the decline in muscle until you get into your 70s. But we do know that it can start as early as your 30s. And so a listener wanted to know if it was possible to reverse the effects. And so in other words, if you are in your 60s and 70s, and have been losing muscle, for the last several decades, can you reverse those effects? Can you add back that muscle? And the short answer is yes. And actually, when I got this question, one of the first things that came to mind to me, which I think we even addressed in the last episode, was the story of Joan McDonald. Uh, she, by far, is one of the most inspirational transformation stories that I've ever seen. Uh, Joan was 70 years old on medication for high blood pressure and acid reflux. She had edema in her ankles, arthritis that made it difficult and painful for her to walk up and down stairs. And so finally, she decided enough was enough. And when she was 70 years old, began strength training. Now, she started working under the guidance of her daughter, who was a certified strength and conditioning uh, coach. But if you go to her website, if you go to her Instagram profile, you will see the transformation that she had. So in her case, she she lost weight, but she also built muscle. So I don't, I couldn't find any specific statistics on Joan, but if you want to read a really great transformational story about it's never too late to start strength training, that is a, that is a fantastic story. All right, so let's talk for a minute about the reason that muscle loss can be so detrimental to your health. Uh, so sarcopenia increases the risks of falls and fractures. Um, it's associated with cognitive impairment, uh, respiratory and sleep disorders, uh, poor quality of life, and premature death. So because sarcopenia is such a strong indicator for predicting the risk of disability, morbidity, and mortality in middle age and older age people, uh, the treatment and prevention is something that's really important to pay attention to. And so for me, in trying to an answer this question, I started really digging into some studies to see what I could find research-wise uh, and study-wise 
to prove that uh, you can reverse the effects of that. And I was able to find at least one study that I'm going to talk about here for you uh, that I think really uh, illustrates the point that you really can see some difference, uh, that, that lifting weights really can make a difference. To decide what sarcopenia might look like in different people, think about somebody that you know that when you learn their age, you're really surprised by it because you either think that they are younger than what they tell you, or you think that they're older than what they tell you. That That's probably the best example I can think of. So uh, what came to mind to me was Johnny Cash. I know he passed away a long time, I, I think in 2003. But when I saw photos of Johnny Cash towards the end of his death, and if you look at his, one of the videos that he did, you know, shortly before he died, I would have thought he was well into his 80s. Uh, and in fact, at that point, he died at the age of 71. He looked much, to me, he looked much older than that. So, and then I can think of someone like my mother-in-law who passed away almost five years ago uh, at the age of 86. And yeah, she had gray hair, but you would not have known her age because she actually was somebody that did lift weights. She did strength training and was very active and so was very young for her age. And I think that's, I heard at one point that 56 is the age that you start to really see a difference in the way people live their lives. And I was looking to try to find some research and I couldn't really find anything specifically to back it up. But I do I do believe that just based on my experience and working with older clients that, you know, you do have some people who come in and they might be in their late 50s, early 60s, and they are really you know, struggling to work on balance. So they're really starting to feel unsteady. Uh, they're starting to um, notice a difference in their ability to be able to do day-to-day tasks. So this is where opening that proverbial jar of pickles, your ability to open that might, you know, start to decline. And, and grip strength is actually, if you're curious about your overall strength level, uh, grip strength is actually a really good way to, to indicate what your overall level of strength is. But let's go back specifically for a minute to whether or not you can reverse the age of, or whether or not you can reverse the effects of sarcopenia. And so there, this the best study that I could find uh, happened in 1990, and it was by a professor from the University of Sydney. So she worked with an older population, so 10 elderly nursing home residents that were aged 86 to 96 years old, and they did an eight-week study in high-intensity resistance training. So let me take a minute there to explain the difference or what that means. Uh, The definition of high-intensity resistance training is lifting a weight that you can lift only six to eight times before fatigue. So that was the type of strength training that they used. And Besides seeing a large increase in muscle strength in general, uh, participants saw an average of 10% increase in muscle mass by the end of the eight weeks, with one participant showing a more than 40% increase. Uh, And then this translated into faster walking speeds, increase in balance, uh, and for some folks in the study, they even gave away their walking canes. So with no injuries or complications reported, and a 98.8% percent session attendance rate. So they got stronger, less frail, and they actually like coming to the program. So they kept showing up. So so I realized that that is an older population that, that you're talking about there. But that was one of the best studies that I saw to really offer some evidence, some, t- some statistical evidence on the fact that you can, in, in fact, reduce the effects of sarcopenia. All right, so I just mentioned grip strength as a way to test your overall strength. But 
how else can you like, what else do you need to pay attention to, to know whether or not other than, you know, you know yourself, you know, whether or not you have been typically active, whether or not you were working out, uh, you know, the kind of physical activity that you tend to do. So, but aside from that, you know, how, how can you kind of test the, uh, you know, uh, your abilities as you continue to age? And of course, I, you know, I mentioned grip strength, but so there was a study done by Duke. Uh, so I did also find this and I found a link to the study in an AARP article, actually. But so this study from Duke actually tested a wider range of subjects. So 750, 775 subjects, but the age range was pretty significant. Uh, it was age 30 to over 90. And Again, what they found was that both men and women in their 50s began to slip in their ability to do a couple things. Uh, Stand on one leg. So I'll tell you right now, stop whatever you're doing and stand in balance on one leg. Can you hold that for at least 10 seconds? Great. If you can hold that for 10 seconds, just as a heads up, sometimes you know, the inability to balance for that length of time can be attributed to neurological factors, but you should be able to balance at least 10 seconds. Hopefully you can get up to 30 seconds. Uh, So again, in the fifties, in your fifties, the ability to balance on one leg starts to decline. Also the ability to get up from a chair. So thinking about like, what does it take for you to get out of a chair? Can you do, you know, can you get out of a chair without using your arms? Can you just stand up? Uh, A really great test that I have seen from clients is your ability to get up and down off of the floor. Uh, Dan John, who is a, a terrific trainer that I followed for a number of years, actually does that as a warm up for some people. You know, you get up and down off the floor and you're using it's a full body movement to be able to get up and down off of the floor. So that is another thing that you can do and say, okay, can you do that with ease? Is that really difficult? So that is something to pay attention to uh, as you age. Also, that there's declines in walking speed and your overall aerobic endurance that starts to show up in your 60s and 70s, according to this study. So, and then not shockingly, more physical activity was associated with less physical decline, as, you know, especially in ages 60 to 79. Again, this is according to the Duke study. So, the overall takeaway here, again, what is the overall takeaway? It is never too late. And that's kind of the bottom line is that, you know, the researchers in both of these studies that I just mentioned essentially come to the same conclusion is that improvement, you know, rebounding and improvement with exercise at any age is absolutely possible and it's never too late to start. So I do want to take a second here. So that first study that I mentioned talked about that high intensity uh, strength training. Well, here's the thing about that. It's great if you feel like that's the kind of thing that you can do right now. But I work with a lot of people who are just trying to figure out how to make behavior change in general and how to get started. And so in that particular case, if you are trying to make an overall lifestyle change, sometimes going into what might be perceived as heavy or more intense lifting right out of right out of the gate can be really hard because it's, you know, if it's not appealing to you or if it feels really hard or really taxing uh, or, you know, maybe you feel like you should be able to lift more weight than you do, it can feel kind of defeating. And so that's where I think it's really important to pay attention to 
starting slowly. And so this is where band exercises are a great way to start. I will put a link in the show notes as well to a YouTube video that I did with resistance bands and uh, the way to do that in your own home. As Sue and I mentioned in the previous episode, body weight exercises are a great way to start. Uh, And don't forget about the benefits of walking. So the bottom line here is that it is never too late to get started and you will absolutely see benefits and feel benefits by beginning to include strength training, resistance training into your weekly routines, no matter how old you are. So again, if you have questions about any of the episodes or anything in general, and you want us to answer them on the show, by all means, shoot me an email, kim at kimloydfitness.com. And as always, if you like what you hear here, we would love it if you could give us a follow and even leave a review. So thanks so much, everybody. And stay tuned for our next episode, where we are going to talk about the 10 dimensions of wellness.